Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Russ Rants Podcast. Seriously, I appreciate it. If you're wondering what this podcast is all about, really, it's, it's about you. It's for you. It's about having conversations with ordinary people and yet hearing their extraordinary stories. It's a platform that hopefully challenges you to challenge yourself to change and improve. Without further ado, here's the rant. Enjoy. Well, hello, everybody. Good evening to those that are live in the chat, and hello to all those that are listening to the Russ Rants podcast later on. I appreciate you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Oh, thank you, Ken, for your resub. Oh, man, 12 months. Well, we got to get off and celebrate that. Thank you very much, Ken, for your awesome, awesome support, my dude. I look forward to hanging with you later tonight, playing some Overwatch. I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, it's Russ Rant's podcast time. Uh, man, it's just still, it just still feels weird to say that, but it, it always, I always found it rolled off the tongue rather well. The Russ Rant's podcast. You just say it like that with energy, but I do sincerely hope that you guys are doing well. Um, in case you're new to this, in case you're new to this, if you are new to this, and this is the first time you've ever heard of the Russ Rant's podcast, well, first off, hi, hope you enjoy it. Secondly, uh, we stream here on twitch.tv slash russrants, that's R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, 8 to 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and uh, Tuesdays, the first portion of, of uh, the stream is always a podcast recording, that's what we're doing right now, and then every other Tuesday is a community night where we play like party games like Jackbox games and Gardic Phone, and then what tonight is is the alternating night where we hang out and game afterwards, and tonight is a special night. I am excited. Uh, I don't care if it's just me and Cand or if it's a whole cloud of people. That's what I'm going to call people. It's a whole cloud of them. I'm not going to call them a crowd. I'm going to call them a cloud. You can quote me on that. Uh, we're going to be playing some Overwatch. Uh, and I'm going to be hot garbage. Um, and if there's anyone out there that's listening that's like, I don't even know what that is, that's okay. Look it up. It's a very popular game. Uh, for those that do know what it is and you love that game, uh, I hope you do, I do you proud this evening. But it is, it's always a pleasure to be here for the Restaurants Podcast. I am very blessed and thankful uh, for this community that has been so marvelous. I'm grateful to be able to observe how much I've grown uh, from this process for the last three plus years. It's just mind-boggling that it's been that long, and yet it's also just so humbling. It's marvelous. Um, it's been crazy. Crazy. It's been chaotic. Uh, it's it's been a week, man. Ever since last Tuesday, boy, was that a humbling podcast episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, um, I do recommend it. I actually, I, I was quite sincere. Uh, I thought at the very least it helps give you some perspective, maybe not to be what I am or not to think the way that I do, uh, but it's called Grateful But Not Content. You can listen to it on any major podcast platform, Google, Spotify, and Apple, or you can find it on YouTube, which is nice. Um, today or tonight's topic, depending on who you are and where you're listening, um, it's I just kind of want to quickly touch on the subject of It Takes a Village. Um it's funny, I, I always try, I don't try to pre-plan too, too much the podcast episodes unless there's an interview coming up. Uh, also, really quickly, if you would like to see an interview, if you would like a guest, there are a few that I potentially had. I actually pursued guests in the background 
um, just as I was considering winding down the Russ Rants podcast. And then, uh, obviously, we, we closed that down for a bit as we pursued the Twitch stream. Um, so I still have those guests in the hopper if I wanted to resurrect it. Right now, I just figured to start off the podcast and kind of get off on the right foot, uh, I would just do some solo episodes, okay? If you don't mind the solo episodes, great. I hope that that's, that's, that's a good thing. Um, but if you do want a guest, let me know. I've been kind of like dipping my toes into the pool and slowly going into it. Um, but some of my biggest motivation is honestly the community. So if you all are like, Hey man, we love you, but like, yeah, we'd love to hear someone else's perspective on stuff. Let me know. Okay. Um, so I, you know, during this week, I I didn't really pre-plan much. I just kind of was going about my week. Uh, I even took uh, Monday off a bit of a mental health day, uh, spent well, I might add, I I feel very refreshed, very thankful for that day off, which was marvelous. But the, the topic came up, especially as we're still in this weird quasi pandemic, not pandemic, almost back to normal, back to normal, not back to normal normalcy is the concept of it takes a village. Now, of course, that saying comes from it takes a village to raise a child, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at least I've always heard it that way. If uh, Just watch me get it wrong, but that I've heard it wrong all my life. But it, it, it takes a village to raise a child. And it, it's so funny how, especially during the pandemic, let's let's rewind here a little bit, okay? It's... It, let's let's pause for a moment has anyone else found that you almost forget about the dark the dark days of the pandemic and by the dark days i mean like we have no out we don't know if the world will ever get better and we are locked in our homes y'all and there are strict health regulations and we stuck you know what i mean like i forget that i celebrated christmas virtually two christmases ago I celebrated New Year's virtually. You know, I didn't see my family from November of 2020 to July 2021 except outside gatherings, but no one in each other's houses. It was crazy. Okay, those that's that's what I consider the dark the dark days of the pandemic, okay? And what what I I thought about this the other day is how exposed and revealed the type of community you still had because none of it was in person. None of it was in person. And I was very grateful that I have uh, an immediate family I'm very close with. I love them. Where we played <laughs> Settlers of Catan. Oh my gosh, all these memories are flooding my brain now. We played Settlers of Catan with two cameras. One was my webcam suspended in the air right above the board. So my youngest brother and his wife, uh, my sister-in-law, um, could play with us. And then the other one, I think we logged in with an iPad or something looking at our faces. So we had one camera showing the board and they zoomed that up. And then the other camera was the iPad to look at Pola and I. So we could kind of look like we were playing games humanely with some humanity, with some character, right? We wanted it to be as personable as possible, but we couldn't be in person. Those, those were the dark days of the pandemic, right? Where I remember, man, Pola just being so devastated that like our freaking kids for their birthday, tomorrow's my son's eighth birthday, by the way. Very proud of him. Very grateful. Love my Titus. But man, it was hard, you guys. Uh, his birthday was just after the pandemic hit its peak. He didn't get, I think we missed two birthdays. Uh, he hasn't had an in-person birthday 
Wow, I just thought of this. He hasn't had an in-person birthday since he was five. Holy macaroni. Wow, well, I'm grateful, right? There's just like a whole bunch of gratitude just came on me. But um, we, we had to celebrate by webcam. And, you know, they still dropped off gifts. Our Christmas dinner virtually was like so elaborate. We all met at a parking lot and exchanged dishes. One person was in charge of making the turkey. The other was like the stuffing and the side dishes. Others were salad. It was crazy. But we all like had these hampers of food. And we quickly like exchanged food in the parking lot. And then we went back home so we could video call each other for, for Christmas dinner. Wow, that's crazy. I'm just thinking of that right now. That's nuts. But the whole concept of it takes a village was what kind of village do you got? And and I'm gonna I'm gonna poke criticism at myself right now because I'm a very personal human being. I'm probably I've probably alluded to this a few times throughout the episodes of the Restaurants Podcast. But oh, let's just hash this out. Ever since we've resurrected this podcast, I've just been so determined to hash up and rehash all my garbage. So you're welcome. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're here for the drama. But you know those those Christmas meals and and in the virtual birthday parties they hurt because you miss your people. But I was also grateful that people were willing to celebrate. We did video calls with besties, we played games, but it was still really hard, right? And I think what the pandemic did for me is it kind of and I, I want people to take this the right way, especially people that I've I've literally grown up with. We moved to, uh, to Calgary in 2012. It was 10 years ago in August. <sighs> It really revealed to me, at least, who I considered part of my village. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you couldn't, when you couldn't be with people, who are the people you were still able to reach out to? Now, I would like to just give a quick caveat that that does not mean anyone listening to this right now who knows me personally and during the dark days of the pandemic never heard from me. That does not mean I'm excluding you. Yeah, you're out of my village. Consider this a labeling. I'm just saying for me, it was very, it was like a cold turkey overnight. You can hang with whoever you want, whenever you want, and just kind of loosely high five people to be like, wow, I really, I really isolated. I mean, not even just medical, like for health concerns, like I really, my personality, I really isolated. And I, I am extremely extroverted, but I, I have a really weird dark side introvert to me where if I'm self-sustaining and I can just survive and I get a little bit of enough social touches, I'm good, man. It's not healthy, but like I, I won't venture out of my circle too much at all. I know that sounds weird because I'm, I'm friggin' obnoxious. I'm friggin' crazy, right? I'm, I'm running a podcast here, okay? Um, and uh, I, I mean, it's just weird, but I, I really bunkered down during the pandemic. I only talk to a few people outside of my immediate family, which kind of scares me, to be very honest with you. Um, shout out to Krogstaz. Uh, love you, Krog. He's uh, such a good friend. We've <laughs> Unfortunately, my life has gotten busier, especially with the pandemic restrictions coming down. We haven't hung out that much. But during the dark days of the pandemic, my buddy Krog, some of you guys have had the pleasure of meeting him, my good friend from Norway, he and I would hang out just doing a video call even every other Saturday almost. Krog, we're going to do this, man. If you ever listen to this episode, you just message me, man. Let's let's freaking book that again. What a privilege it was to, to visit with you. But like, Krog, Krog and I connected, and we were able to visit. I built my online community continually. Um, 
and you guys hung out with me. You know, I was streaming. I remember, I think I told you guys about this, but like I was so angry because all I had was my my laptop, which did did me proud. You know, it got me through some podcast episodes and it, it got me through some streams. But I remember playing um, my my laptop, which had a broken W key. You play any look, to anyone out there who doesn't game? Okay, I'm a PC gamer. I need my keyboard. The W key is what your left hand uses to basically move forward for every game. So it had a broken W key that even when you let go of the W key, you'd move forward. So I'm trying to play like Valorant and Minecraft even and my guy oh it, Overwatch. Right? Canned, I think that was the first time I played uh, Overwatch with you and Orden and Rad even is I freaking played and I was like, why am I still moving forward? I would insta die because I just like walk past shields and stuff. Um, anyways, during those streams, I was so frustrated though, because I felt really stuck. I felt like, oh man, this is my only vessel to like reach out to people outside of my home and it sucks, but yet I was still grateful, but frustrated. And of course that's when the, the boiling point hit. It, it did kind of scare me though, looking back how comfortable I was though, with an unhealthy village. And that's kind of where my caveat still stands. So people aren't getting all offended and unsubscribing to the podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Twitch stream. Um, I, I, I turtled up too too quickly, too fast, and I didn't make an effort to to reach out to people. And and I, I'm not the only one that's done this. Actually, I've, I found out that what's unfortunate is a lot of people through this pandemic have had the same thing happen to their social circles to their social interactions. They had a rhythm. They had events. They had a community. And then some of those communities didn't make it. Like, I'm, I'm just being soberingly blunt with you. Some of those communities, some of those small-owned businesses, some of those gatherings, they didn't survive the pandemic. They're out of business or friends had to move away or friends didn't make it or... I'm not even trying to be too morbid. I'm just saying, like, it, some people had their whole village shaken through the pandemic I included, obviously. I can tell you right now, I had a very predictable rhythm. I can barely remember it now, being, you know, two years ago. That's insane to me that two years ago, we were just getting into the, the pandemic as we knew it. That's insane to me. But I digress. It takes a village to raise anybody. And I think my, my challenges for today is like, how on earth am I going to rebuild my village? I guess let's first explore the question, do you really need to? Because Paul and I have had a great discussion over this, okay? And I, I'm now getting into the fun part of this episode. I'm really stoked on this. But like, Paul and I sat down and we, we kind of reminisced about some of the, the really, really terrible... Uh, I, was a, I was a pretty nitpicky a-hole of a husband in our early years of marriage. I, I just had the blinders on where I thought anything that I perceived, the way that I did things, the the way that I processed things, the friends I had, everything I did was superior. And I didn't say that out loud, but definitely the way that I acted and the way that I approached my wife, I was like, why do you, you know, why don't you go hang out with your friends tonight? She's like, why? I was like, because it's healthy. Hanging out with people is healthy regularly. And she's like, I don't, I don't want to hang out with anybody. I want to just watch my shows. And I'd be like, well, that's that's not okay. You you don't hang out with people very often. Look at me. I, I hang out with people. And she's like, I'm not you. And I used to get so frustrated. Man, looking back, it's just like so embarrassing. Being like, wow, Russ, you're such a dick. But 
I I would just like anything that I thought was the right way, I was just absolutely mortified to find out Pola had zero interest in. Just just the way that she did things. Now, obviously I'm an idiot and looking back, she's an extreme introvert. She she has a very different filter than I do. But we had a great talk the other day about essentially our villages. We didn't call it that, but we're just like your circle of friends. I love having multiple friends. I hope you guys know that. I hope that this hasn't been a downer message so far, like a, a downer podcast. And you're like, wow, I really, really hate this, Russ. I am leaving now because I feel like you're a piece of garbage. That's not my intention. Um, but I, I love connecting with multiple people. And I hope you guys have enjoyed connecting with me. I love multiple touch points. Okay. My personality is, is I can get pretty deep and serious with almost anybody, but consistently I found that I, I only get to really go super serious with maybe about 10 people in my life at any given time. And I should, I should preface that because I also recognize, and so would you, that friendships change over time. People that you've never been close to before might become your best friend five years later. And people that you have, you know, the closest relationship you ever think we're going to be bros. I, I had a good friend. I have a good friend. Um, who I thought would be my best friend for life. And we haven't talked to each other, I think, physically in like five years. It's not a bad thing. That's just the way things go. And so I'm on my end, I have tons of friends, tons of people that I would say are my buds. If I really called someone and I was in trouble, even though we haven't talked in a while, I could, I could reach out to them. Pola has like four close friends. And then don't get me wrong. Anyone listening? She, she loves people. She's good with people, but like, close friends like rider dies there's four maybe five and i'm being serious i should probably increase my number it's probably way more than that i've probably got like 30 because like now that i think about it i'm like naming people in my head i'm like that's way more than 10 i've got like 30 30 to 40 let's go with that Man, that's maybe even too low. I digress. Our numbers are very different, okay? And so, Pola, I used to get so frustrated being like, why are you not, like, hanging with people? You don't let anyone in, and you're, you're very introverted, and, like, you need other people in your life because maybe you're, you're missing something that a good friend would be able to, to call you out on, or you need someone to encourage you when you're down, or blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Russ, I'm... Oh, so I should correct myself. She never calls me Russ. I found that out recently. She doesn't call me Russ. She's never called me Russ. I don't pay attention to it. She always calls me Russell. I thought that was very fascinating. She's like, Russell, I don't, I'm not like you. I've got my four or five ride or dies and I'm good. I still like other people, but like those people are my people. I, I rely on them. I trust them. They, they check in with me. I check in with them when we want to. And that's good. I'm good with that. I'm content with that. That's enough. And I was almost envious because Pola had that like, that's enough for me kind of mentality. She knew where the full gauge was and she was content with that. This kind of segues back into my previous podcast episode, but it's just like, I didn't know where I should be content. I didn't know what was too much of a village and too little. Because I'm going to say right now, I tried to be the every man for everybody. My early years of marriage, my teens, I burnt out several times because I tried to never say no. This is this is true. One time, I used to uh, drum a lot around the city of Medicine Hat for like events and stuff. I think as a 16 or 17 year old, I drummed nine times between Friday evening and Sunday evening. Nine gigs. I had nine gigs. 
And I remember just absolutely hating my life, but being like, wow, but I, like, I was, I, I took, I took care of so many people. I was so, I was a help to so many people and people are shaking their head like, what the hell are you doing, man? I digress. It takes a village. I, it's almost like I subconsciously just didn't want a village anymore when the pandemic hit its peak. It was like us few and that's it. And then I realized that that wasn't really working for me. It wasn't very healthy. And so now I, I, it's actually an open question. It's, it's a conundrum for me. I actually don't know what the adequate Russell village is. I know that a part of my online community has been essential. I don't want to downplay that, especially as this pandemic has rolled along. Some of my closest friends are online. I hope you, I hope you know that. Hope you know that. Um, they've been, they've been awesome, honest. We've had fun together. We've hung out together because frequency also builds that relationship, right? Um, this stream has been awesome, you know, because yeah, like obviously we'd, we'd love to grow it, but also sometimes it's been kind of cool to just have a few of us that just hang out again. I'm very humbled that people are like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hang or I'm going to spend some time with Russ this evening. I'm like that. I don't take for granted, but I guess as my kids are getting older now and they're rolling out of the pandemic, you realize too how with our kids not spending time with other kids physically and not being mature enough yet to be able to like, you know, obviously video call or, or give a phone call to kids and like get that nourishment from them. Um, <laughs> Renegade. Stream is awesome because I'm here. Get it right. Thanks, Renegade. Good to see you, buddy, by the way. Good evening. Good evening, friend. I worry because I feel like that mirrors adults a little bit with kids. Without that that close contact and that consistency of school, I definitely saw my kids. I was a little bit worried and concerned um, of how they would do in public. At the park, at an event, at a birthday party even, after not seeing their friends physically for a long time. I'm like, my gosh, my kids lack the skills. They lack the accountability. Because the biggest thing we real we don't realize is that like kids actually need a lot of other kids. Some of the best educators of public behavior. I know this is probably against the grain, but it is other kids. Kids will teach you very quickly how to treat them uh, if you want to hang out. Now, obviously, some of that can be evil and mean, like you know, like bend to peer pressure. But some of it's just like, don't be rude, don't be loud, don't hit the kids. Cause they won't want to be your friend. Like it's just those subtle social cues that teach you kind of how to be a good person amongst your community. And then they'll hang out with you. It's just a good educator. Right. And I think where I'm going with this whole episode is like, take a quick inventory of your village. I've been taking an inventory. Some of it I'm, I'm very happy and grateful with. And some of it I am like, Oh shoot, I need some work. I think I let this go a bit. I think I let that contact go too long. A dear friend of mine um, lost someone very special in his life uh, a week ago. And I haven't talked to this individual for maybe a year. And I actually regret that. I've, we've hugged. We've, we've exchanged stories. We've cried together. And he lost someone so very, very dear to his heart. The funeral is actually today. And I, I texted him last week and I just said, hey, I'm so sorry. I love you. I hope you're doing okay. 
Do you want to call in the next few weeks? I know life is crazy right now, but I just want you to know that I care about you and I'd, I'd love to, to talk to you. And thankfully, there was no guilt with that. There was no like, oh man, Russ, like, come on. That's the, that's the inner critic. I've talked about that in previous episodes where I'm like, oh, Russ, you're just being a dick. It's only because this happened you want to reach out. I'm like, no, this is a good, this is a good cue. This is essential. I would hope anyone who hasn't talked to me in years and something tragic happens in my life, they'd be willing to reach out to. And he said, hey, man, love you too. It's so good to hear from you. I would love to talk with you. Let's book it. And we've booked it. I'm getting emotional right now because I would still consider that part of my village. I don't think village has to be all frequency. I think it, it's about the heart. I think it's about, you know, we have a really good connection and you know that like that, those kind of friendships where you could not talk for years, but you bump into them in the mall or out of town and you immediately can stop by along the side and you're talking for 20 to 30 minutes and you're like, well, we should totally, you know, let you guys go, but thanks. And, you know, it's almost like you just never stopped hanging out. Those are your village, too. Okay, so I don't want to discount those people. But maybe take an inventory of your village. Maybe take an inventory of the people in your life that you regret not having. And the people in your life, and I got, I got to be careful here, but I do want to say it. Because I, I, there is only so much capacity you have. Let's, let's be very clear with that. Like I said about the friggin' nine gig weekend as a 17 year old, don't do that. Don't burn yourself out thinking that like a healthy village is just everyone getting high fives and smiles from you. Because again, with my personality it's it's deceiving and it's unfortunate. I can high five and be good surface friends with a lot of people. And I mean like a lot of people, but there's, there's only a certain number that can go deeper that I can go deeper with, that I can I can have more serious talks with, that we can actually check and be like, no, like, for real, man, how are you? And I, I can tell you that right now, I don't give plummy answers to those people in my village. Hey, Russ, how you doing? I'm all right. They will dig. Mm-mm, Russ, that's... Are you okay? What's up? And if I'm really meaning, like, back off, like, I don't want to talk about it, I'll be fine, but I'm here if you need me. And if it is an appropriate thing and they know that I need to share it with somebody, they'll be like, no, for real, I ain't leaving until you talk to me. Like, I need those people in my life. I need those people that hold me to that. And here's, here's, that's the danger of not having your village in check. If, if you don't have a healthy village right now, who's calling you out on your bullcrap? Well, I don't have any problems. I don't have any bullcrap. That is bullcrap right there. That's bull. I'm calling you out on bullcrap. I don't care if you're driving right now. I don't care if you're at work right now. I don't care if you're watching this live. I don't care if you're watching this on YouTube. That's bullcrap. You don't think you need to be checked out? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You got crap. You will always have crap. I have had multiple friends over the last week just be like, check yourself, dude. You've put the weight of the world on your shoulders and that is not up to you. Do what you can control. Do what's in your power. Krog's famous encouragement to me. What's in your three feet? And that's all you can control. I need people like that in my life. My wife, one of them, one of my best friends. I asked her, I said, am I, am I, going, am I going about this wrong? Am I being an idiot? She's like, you're not being an idiot, but you are, you are tunnel visioning into unfair expectations of yourself. I got into a really tough spiral for a week and a half. I took my mental health day. That was a great day yesterday. I, I feel refreshed and I got enough people talking to me when it counted to say, Russ, that's not true. I'm going to call you out on your bull crap. Sharpen up. 
fuck up. And other people, like, that's my kind of love language. I need tough love. That's just kind of my personality. Other people are like, they won't be dicks to you. Do not be afraid of building your village. Do not be afraid of reaching out. Because I'm trying to encourage some of you who like, oh, I got like two people in my life and I'm good. <laughs> I think even Pola would admit that she needs a few more. We've had good talks about that. And she'll do that in her time. But thankfully, I would probably say at least two of the four or five people in her life, two of them can call her out on her bullcrap. At the very least, that gives me a bit of peace to know that, like, aside from me, I'm counting myself as part of her village, obviously, but aside from that, Paul has other people in her life that can hold her accountable. Why is that important? Because, man, just like my kids need to know at the playground not to throw rocks at kids. They do not, by the way. I will be on their ass if they throw rocks at other kids. But just as they learn in their community how not to act, because if they want to hang out with kids, they need to not be a dick. That's what your village does for you. Well, I just, no one stays friends with me because I, you know, they can't, you know, they don't commit to a friendship. Or, well, maybe you're also just hard to hang out with. Maybe you need to loosen up. Maybe you're too loose. You need to stiffen up. Maybe like there's, there's a lot to it, man. Take it, take an inventory of your village. Who do you got? And if you've only got people that are superficial, tell you what you want to hear, only hang out with you when you go out partying. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, party buddies can be some of the closest brothers in arms. I'm just saying, if that's all you do, freaking take that inventory and be like, dang. Because I can tell you right now, it takes a village to raise you. It takes a village to raise me. And if we take that for granted during that pandemic, oh my gosh, it was like I got pantsed in my relationships because I thought I was so great. I thought I was so popular. I thought that I had all these friendships and then the pandemic hits, you can't have, you know, social, physical contact. And all of a sudden you're like, holy frick. Like I got, I don't have that many. I don't have as many as I thought I did. And it wasn't because they're bad people. I just didn't, I didn't build a relationship with them where I was like, you're part of my village. That's humbling, man. That's humbling. Those are some of my musings, fam. I I mean, I'm rooting for you, obviously, and this isn't trying to be a heavy Debbie Downer, but like I said, as we're kind of coming out of this pandemic stuff, life is normalizing a bit. You you gotta you gotta reopen up. Cause life forced you maybe a little bit before the pandemic, but I can tell you. Almost a year and a half, two years plus, the pandemic encouraged us to clam up a little bit. And unless you're an extreme introvert who like voluntarily went to like Zoom hangouts, I did not. I consider myself pretty extroverted. I did not do those like Zoom hangouts. Let's do a party night on Zoom. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'd rather game with a few people online or I'd rather read a book. It's my personality. But when that happened and the pandemic encouraged us to clam up because it was socially acceptable, because rules and stuff like that, well, now it's like we have to like stretch our wings again. And we have to be willing to open up again. We have to be willing to put in the work. Can I tell you guys something? I have volunteered to be the coach, the soccer coach, for my three-year-old daughter's soccer team here. Our first game is in two weeks. I didn't want to. I looked at the volunteer sheet, and I was just like, no, no shot. But guess what? I took an inventory of my village, and I was like, what do I got to lose? At the very least, it forces me to go out and volunteer. It forces me to do something. 
I'm going to be herding cats for eight weeks. That's what they said at the at the coaches' workshop on Saturday. They're just like, you three or uh, you four coaches, and we raised our hands. They're like, you all just help them have a good time, kick the soccer ball occasionally. It is like herding cats for an hour. I'm like, sweet. But maybe I'll meet some people. That would be really cool to build a village with. Eh, maybe not. But you do miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky said that. By Michael Scott. You just got to throw that little office joke in there. I'm going to freaking coach soccer. Because I'm determined to stretch my wings a little bit. My boys have been... My, my boys and my girl have been waiting two years for soccer. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coach. I'm going to try. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. But I am telling you to try to look around and see what you can do. Now, if it, if it is really like, you know what, man, it's us four and no more, or we few and we're good, and you are really solid in your in your uh, in your village, then that's fantastic. Just I would just even say just take a regular inventory, even if it's the same village and you're content with it and it's healthy, still check in, still put a notif- notification. I don't care. Set a reminder twice a year. Just be like, are the people in your life what you need? question mark renegade toy says prior to the pandemic i always ended up as the quiet guy through it i just got worse since my big change just over a year ago i've been trying to change be more of an open guy trying to be more extroverted dude that is huge i'm serious that's huge and it's not easy is it it's scary as hell it's scary as hell man it's scary as hell to put yourself back out there and be like hey everyone like let's hang out let's do something like prior to the pandemic, you you were the quiet guy, and then it just it just friggin' magnified that. Yeah, it's so damn hard. Absolutely, hell yeah, it is. Like I said, this this podcast episode isn't a beatdown. It's just an encouragement that we don't have to stop here, guys. The pandemic sucks. Okay, it is working. Can led. It is working for him. He's becoming way more extroverted. Good on you, toy. I agree. Gigi's toy. Appreciate you guys. So I'm going to end it at that. I just, final challenge, just take an inventory. Guys, like I said, on my end, I can be deadly deceptive because I think that the more people talking at me means I have a healthy village. And that is not the case. That is not the case. Um, during some of the craziest, worst moments of my life, the most surprising people reached out and the most surprising people didn't. I'm, I'm just going to say that. During the hardest, most difficult moments in my life, some of the most surprising people in my life reached out. Some of the most surprising people didn't. How do you do that? You got to you got to throw out some some lines. You got to check out some social circles. You got to open up your village a little bit because it might be that that person you had a quick chat with, who you guys really connected with, and you only sporadically connected, who has become one of your your best friends. Who knows? So, anyways, let's go with that. Appreciate y'all. I hope you guys appreciated this uh, this episode of the Restaurants Podcast. You can let me know. You can find me on Instagram or TikTok, or you can email me at restaurantsreal at gmail.com. Let me know if you want a guest. Let me know if you want a guest. Ooh, can lead. Opening up a village later in life is tough, though. It is. And I agree that it's not as simple as just like being like, hey, everyone, and just like high-fiving, walking around. I wish I could give perfect advice obviously and i don't think you're asking for it but i some of the craziest things and some of the, the some of the greatest people that i've met in in those older social circles 
some of the greatest things they said they did is they got involved with the cause. I'm not, I'm not bullcrapping. Okay. I'm not, I'm not bullcrapping. They volunteered or they joined an organization or that, like I said, they coached soccer or something. And they said that that it gave some of them purpose. It gave some of them something to look forward to. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of like just keeping your feet moving. You know, when even if you're waiting, like it's actively running on the spot kind of thing, like staying, like staying in shape while waiting to play a sport or something. And just even doing that is like at least doing some flexes. You're doing some, you're doing some crunches or something like that. It's not easy. I <laughs> joined the Rice Rants fam good enough. Hey, I'll freaking take it, baby. Absolutely. So anyways, everybody, love y'all. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day, great night. Tip your waitresses, kick ass. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed this. But yeah, let me know if you guys want me to try to line up some guests in the future. I'm very grateful to still do this. Me and the boys are going to be playing some Overwatch. Just remember, every other Tuesday, so that's next Tuesday. Uh, that is the 19th of April. We are doing some community night. Feel free to come hang out. So, anyways, GG's and bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Restaurants Podcast. Feel free to like and subscribe to support. I love hearing from you, so make sure you send me any feedback and show ideas at russrantsreel at gmail.com. You can find me at Twitter at russrants1 and Instagram at russrants. Thanks so much, and I hope to see you next time. Seriously, take care. Bye-bye.